Hello and welcome to the But Is It Gay podcast. We are Ariane and China. And together we watch way too much gay stuff. But sometimes we also need to ask the real question when someone tells us to watch something. The question that we should all ask, but is it gay? With this podcast, our goal is to answer that question for us and people like us. From obvious shows and movies to the not so obvious, we want you to create the best cue possible and watch everything that is gay. Our hope with this podcast is to create something where we can talk everything and nothing, whether you've seen it or not. We want you to feel like you're part of this. So, without further ado, let's begin. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> It doesn't pop up on the recording, but like when we hit record, this woman is so loud every time. Every like, single time. Uh, and it's <laughs> never not funny. Like, no, every I time we understand. complain, we always find it so funny. <laughs> <laughs> right after that, we had to be like, oh, and we're back. You know? I know. Help but to laugh because it was like, how do I, how do I say that so normally? I know when she's saying this so loud in my ear. <laughs> Recording in progress. Thank you. We don't we press the button. <laughs> and then it doesn't help that she she says that the recording's over once. once oh yeah. Over. <laughs> I know. I press God. stop. <laughs> oh, uh, hi everyone. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Yep. We had a brief pause last week. Yeah, because my cat decided to hit shit from the floor. <laughs> yes. Lovely Ivy. Lovely Ivy uh, that you hear in the background all the time. <laughs> saying hello, saying hello, yep. being herself. Yeah. Living her best life. <laughs> as usual, as usual. <laughs> yep. So what are we talking about this week? So we are talking about a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I feel like isn't talked about enough. No, it's not. Uh, the Miseducation of Cameron Post. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know how... I found this movie, um, but it's funny because like I've read, I've read the book. You I've had that's novel. what I was gonna ask. Have you read the book? I didn't. Yeah, uh, and the novel is like much different from the movie. Um, not in the way of like, like oh, like you know how people like are just like oh, the book's more detailed than the movie. Yeah. Like of course, of course it is. It's a book, but like this, like. There's a lot of things that are different. Huh. Um, yeah, like the book starts off like Cameron as a 12 year old. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like there's tons of different characters. And like you don't even meet uh, Adam and Jane until maybe near the end of the book, if I'm remembering correctly um yeah yeah like there's, there's a lot of different things um but I still enjoy the movie of course but interesting it's way so they different. kind of like just picked a section of the book and decided to mm-hmm. adapt that yeah wow that's interesting 
Because, mm-hmm. like, I know the, the, the book was, like, based off of uh, the the tragedy that happened with... Um, uh, what's his name? Zach Stark. Zach Stark. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But how did you find it? I went to... Uh, so, in Toronto, we have this uh, film festival called Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a queer film festival and they were playing it there. Um, and I just went because it was Chloe and Sasha. Um, and then yeah. uh, Desiree, who directed it um, and wrote, mm-hmm. um, uh, she was doing, um, she had done, uh, what was the movie that she did? Um, oh, this one, Appropriate Behavior. Mm. Uh, that I loved that movie and I was so interested to no, that's see her it. debut right I think that was her directorial debut yes mm. um, at least feature I think she had directed yeah. TV before um, yeah and I had loved her movie and I was just like oh well she she was a great director in that so and that was a bigger budget a bigger like she wasn't acting in it so she had like only one thing she was only focused on that instead of acting and everything. So I was like, okay, let me go see it. And I like it. I watched it before I saw um, Boy You're Raised that came to, out the same year. Mm-hmm. And I was just floored. I was like, this should be the movie that like cleans the Oscar. And yet yeah. it got jack shit because they like <laughs> everyone was like, well, there's two queer movies about. Mm-hmm. Cabs, let's do the one directed by a non-straight man, uh, a non-queer man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's, okay, it's a shame because, like, I I feel like this movie tackles uh like conversion therapy really well. Yeah. Um. In in a, in a very different way than uh like but I'm a cheerleader right, which is like a very mm-hmm. campy, like it's a it's a it's a comedy right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is like strictly just a drama yeah. um, and like both of them take like the idea of like conversion therapy um, and present in ways that of course make sure that you know That's that conversion horrible. therapy is 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 horrible mm-hmm. but I feel like um, this one makes sure that yes they're we're, we're probably going to talk about these things so like trigger warning yeah um, uh, and spoilers, of course, but um, this one definitely takes like some various like serious themes uh, mm-hmm. that that I feel like a lot of people go through. Um, like even but like even if they they're not at you know conversion therapy, uh, thankfully, but like just things that a lot of gay people deal with. Yeah. Um, and and I love that. Yeah, it's, and, like, it never, like, my problem with, like, a movie like Boy Rays, it made it, like, mm. the way they filmed those conversion sessions, they kind of, like, not glamorized it, but, mm-hmm. like, they didn't make it look, like, horrible, right? Like, it was mm-hmm. horrible what was happening, but, like, also, like, the way they were kind of hiding it. But this, like, the sessions, I was like, Jesus. Like, the things they said to those kids, they were not hiding. Yeah. Behind Like, the, the whole uh, iceberg 
yes i would have to do like uh yeah <laughs> like it, it yeah it's scary it's very scary and i also um, loved like the inclusion of like so like adam who's like his yeah. queerness is because he's too spirited like it's not even mm-hmm. like he's not even like i mean he might be like gay or like yeah but they never say that's why he was sent there mm-hmm and I'm just like it's only just assumed yes yeah. it was like it's so interesting like because there's so much representation like mm-hmm. and like he was sent there because his dad is Christian he converted and now he yeah. wants him to convert and like I'm like this is so like which yeah. is like I feel like that in itself is like a part of a larger conversation yes. for like indigenous people and sexuality and, and, yeah. and gender. Um, but then you know, the Christianity coming along and like ruining shit for everyone, mm-hmm. which has a history of that. But um, no, I, let's 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 get into to, to this film as a whole, right? Um, it it's about. Cameron of course um she is a teenager uh she has a boyfriend uh but on it was like homecoming right yeah I think yeah uh she ends up having sex with uh her old like they're technically like girlfriends right yeah because they, they show that they've been like to, like they've kissed before yeah they like they had like a relationship yeah yeah um she ends up like she goes to homecoming with her boyfriend right uh but then her boyfriend catches them having sex mm-hmm. uh in his car um and he outs both of them but sadly only cameron uh is sent away to a conversion camp um and what's consistent in both of both the book and the movie is that Cameron's parents uh are dead uh and so she's raised by her her aunt aunt, yeah her aunt uh is the one that raised her and is a very strict Christian and Mm -hmm. that is the one that sends her to this place called God's Promise um and so basically the film is just about Cameron like trying to figure out like who she is but it's not done in a way that's like strictly like am I gay or am I not gay I feel like she doesn't really have that struggle I feel like her struggle is more more so of like how how do I continue to 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 be myself and and be happy I feel like Mm -hmm. Like, like, I feel like she sees uh, Jane and Adam, who are also, you know, very open with the fact that they are here and they don't really give a shit, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, like, they're all miserable. They also don't try to play the game. Like, yeah. that's what I love about this movie is that these kids, like, they're, like, they show that there's some kids who, like, are sent there against their will and they just refuse... Mm-hmm. To play the game and then you have the other side of the coin in Cameron's like um roommate Aaron who fully yeah. believes this can work yeah even fully repressed yeah fully repressed it and it's super interesting 
to see like the two sides of the coins where like you see someone who believes that this can help and then you have the mm -hmm. others who are like no we're not playing this game and we'll fully tell yeah. you to your face we're not doing this mm. which i love because and, the, and then i yeah. think and then also sorry uh, no, go for it what's great about that is then you also have the people in the middle right um what is his name um uh i think it was mark yeah mark uh who like is like struggling you know like at first like you see him like fully like yeah like this is helping me um you know i think that i'll be better for it once i get out and mm -hmm. like he's thinking oh i'm about to get out and then that doesn't happen. Um, and then his world kind of all comes crumbling down because like his dad like still thinks that he's too uh, he's too effeminate, mm -hmm. um, which basically is just saying, I still think you're gay. And that, that's sad. Mm -hmm. That's very sad. Um, so it's just it's it's so well done. I and think. like Cameron refuses to play the game until uh Coley's letters arrived, which is yeah. so fucked up because like so Cameron does not try to do nothing, and so she gets yeah. her phone and mail privilege taken away from her. Mm -hmm. But then all the the blue they just re it. And yeah. it's not until you see the letter that you're like, oh, they fully did this just to destroy this girl. Mm -hmm. because they fully read the letter and it was basically Coley saying like oh you seduced me blah 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 yeah and that is fully why they restored like the the male privilege so that Cameron yeah. could read it and be like okay now I need to work it and it works because for a while she tries it mm -hmm. and obviously it doesn't work but because it's bullshit but yeah <laughs> but also shout out to to Lydia Marsh um for mm -hmm. being one of one of my most hated characters oh ever. my god she is horrible. Um, Jennifer Isle yeah. uh does does such a great performance in this as Dr. Lydia Marsh um because there's that one scene in the beginning I think um where she is like she's not saying anything right I think this is like Cameron's like first session mm -hmm. um and Lydia's in there with her brother and he's he's doing all the talking he's very friendly that's the scary part he's very friendly yeah. like there's two 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 sides of the same coin um where he's like talking and he's like very friendly and warm but what he's saying is so sinister but then you look at her right and it like she's she's trying to give off warm vibes but like there's something so sinister about the way she's looking at Cameron mm -hmm. and the way that she brings up oh your parents died like there's no like there's no like warmth in that. It's just simply oh your parents died. That's probably why you're you're gay because you're looking for mm -hmm. some sort of validation. 
some sort of happiness. I mean, the reason they give Cameron, oh. the reason they give Cameron for wanting to be Cole, like to be with Coley is because she wants to be Coley. And I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> but like, even like, I think like this movie is fucking sad, right? The whole time it's super sad yeah. what's happening to me. What is the saddest thing that happened to that old movie is after, um uh mark um is sent to the hospital because he tries to take his own life um the the cops come and like there's an inquiry about like what happened and they they're investigating yeah and the the cops are unwilling to accept the fact that what is happening there is abuse they're like yeah. no 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 it's not and i'm like like this movie takes place in the 90s like for context mm-hmm. and i'm just like the 90s were like i mean more like 30 years ago like yeah that's fucking insane like that's how almost how old like this takes place in 1993 which is a year i was born like that's fucking insane to me yeah and like shit like this was actually like happening and it's still happening it's still happening and like the fact that like cameron fully explains what happened what they're Mm -hmm. subjected to and they're like ah it's not abuse Uh, yeah you're fine your parents accept this what (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's like that's like you know one of one of like the the worst things about like the idea of conversion therapy right and how and like one of the best things about this film is how it portrays that is that you know these guardians these parents uh essentially give these kids no no rights no no room to to be themselves Mm -hmm. obviously but like in the most violent of ways yeah um but the the best thing about this is that it it tells us that it's violent but we don't see that we don't see that violence we feel it but we don't see it yeah um so like with mark like you know the the effects of like being in conversion therapy and not being able to go home even though he thought he would mm-hmm. um like weighs down on him and so he chooses a very violent way of like yeah you know reacting to that but we don't see it we don't see it we see the aftermath right we see the blood but we don't ever see it physically happen you know um so I appreciate that uh because this movie could have easily been you know something of like shock value right where we saw plenty of things very like harmful things happen yeah um but like it's just all of it's just implied um which I think is all about like the fact that this movie was directed by a queer woman like i think yeah. the fact that this ray directed and wrote the screen co-wrote the screenplay i think mm-hmm. that that is a lot to do with how this is filmed and how they, she chose yeah. to portray what is happening like yeah which is great because like this movie could have been so much more triggering than it actually is and like mm-hmm. it is triggering like a lot especially yeah. where kids like it's really like you have to go in with the mentality of like okay this is what I'm gonna watch yeah but like the fact that like it is actually done with such like a hopeful message in it mm-hmm. I like it so good 
It is. It is. I, I think that there, there's just, there's just, uh, I think, an overall feeling of hopefulness mm-hmm. through the movie. I mean, the ending um, is probably the, one of the most hopeful thing in that whole movie. Like, it yeah. ends in such an open way, and yet it mm-hmm. works so well because you know that yeah. these kids are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They're 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 very resourceful. <laughs> they're very yeah. resourceful. Um, but no, I think that like even with like you know Cameron being in you know the conversion therapy camp um, and things going on around her, and even with the moment of um, reading Kali's message. Um, I feel like there was just still there was still an air of like hope going on because she wasn't alone. Yeah. Um she still had Jane and and Adam uh, Jane to is lean really, on. Like Jane is the one who's like fuck this girl and like grabs the letter from her. And, yeah. Like, like Jane is like no 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 and like even when Cameron is like trying Jane is still like no this is not it like yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and, I mean, we've talked a bit together about it, but like, also love how like this. Yes, there's an implied romance between Cameron and Jane. Like, they clearly like find each other mm-hmm. attractive and everything. But like, the movie is not about that, and it never makes it yeah. about that. I feel like in any other person's hand would have become about a love story, but that's yeah. not what it is. Like, this movie is about mm-hmm. like finding yourself and about like escaping yeah and like the romance is implied like you obviously like uh jane and cameron like find each other attractive they like they it's mostly implied that they both like each other yeah but they never and like I, push it yeah it's forefront. never explored yeah they, mm-hmm. they're like explore they can explore it once they're free and then the movie ends before we get to see that so mm-hmm. yeah and I think that it's it's perfect that way because like, you know, Cameron has that moment with Aaron, right? Where yeah. they like Cameron's having that like that sex dream and then Aaron wakes her up and you know, they literally have sex. Um, but immediately after Aaron regrets it. Fully, um, yeah. And, but but Cameron's just like like what are you like what are you talking about like 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 you just did like you just yeah Cameron was like fully passive at that moment (laughs) like (laughs) like I like I know it's supposed to be such a serious moment but like I I can't help but like think of like you know like these are like the two like sex scenes right that happen in the in, in the movie right between Holly yeah. and Cameron and then with Aaron yeah. and, and Cameron and like they're two like different like things right like one is meant to like present us with like oh okay um this is how Cameron gets outed um and then you know with this it's fully like you know up until this point both of them have been like like you, they call each other friends, but I don't think they were like no, really, I think really they were friends. just like roommates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like associates. Like we're both here. All right. Yeah. Anyways, it's but, like um, you know, like that type of relationship where like you meet someone and 
like in school or like when you go to camp and you're yeah. staying there and like you're like mm-hmm. well we're friends here but like if yeah. we met in like hometown <laughs> we would never be friends yeah and that's like, just exactly what Aaron and Cameron are it's yeah like, they have to be friends here but outside mm-hmm. Cameron would never speak to Aaron Aaron would yeah. never speak to Cameron and, and like they're they're two very different people and so yeah like seeing seeing Aaron have that moment of like being like oh I'm giving in to these feelings that I have mm-hmm. and and Cameron like well I forgot what exactly she said but she's talked about the fucking uh the Christian workout tapes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and calling her out and Aaron just like I don't want to talk about this <laughs> yeah it's just like we just had sex what do you mean you don't want to talk yeah, about this like yeah. like what is going on but like I think that it it just goes to show like the sort of internal struggle that a lot of like teens have in that like in the moment something feels really good and of course there's nothing wrong with that right there's nothing wrong with being gay obviously um but like after that having that like feeling of regret instantly um is is so heavy and just to like see Aaron like kind of like come down from from that high into then after that yeah kind of avoid Cameron um and we don't, I don't, I, I, if I remember correctly, we don't really like hear much from, from Aaron after that point. No, because um, after that, it's, we go right into the Mark, st- Mark and Adam, yeah. because Mark and Adam are roommate. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, it's the police investigation. And then yeah. they take the, the, uh, Jane, Adam, and Cameron just leave, and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's fully implied and- that like for Aaron, like this was like, it wasn't a game changer she's like no she goes back to what yeah she's like no this will work for me and like Cameron's like no because even when like they 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 do if I remember and I might be wrong you watched this recently and I haven't watched it in a while but if I remember when we learn about my uh, mark like they shoot to Aaron and like she looks scared but also she kind of like well it's not gonna happen to me like kind of look and I'm like, that's a really good, th- like, good mm-hmm. little thing to do. It is. It is. It's it's definitely a great choice, um, because even then, like, when when we get to the to the mark part, right? Um, when in like what in group session, um, Mark has like this really big breakdown. Um, and like he physically has to be restrained. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that that scene um, sort of like cements in in Cameron's mind like oh like this this isn't gonna work for me because I'm I'm fairly like fairly secure in in my sexuality like I feel like that like kind of just gives her more more reason to be like okay I'm I'm gay like like and and I don't want to go through this but I'm in a situation where I can't really leave just yet um so what am I gonna do right what what exactly am I gonna do 
Um, yeah. And I feel like also Jane and Adam have that that sort of realization, like, okay, well, it's kind of now or never. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, assu- like, I'm assuming like they've they've had like this plan for like a while, and I have a feeling waiting. they had like that content, like that that okay, well, if we need to run, this is what we're gonna do because yeah. they come up with it real quick, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and especially like, like, especially like yeah. Jane is like it's Jane, right? That's missing a leg. Mm-hmm, Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like she has like a disability that like makes it harder for her to travel mm-hmm. and their plan to travel is very hard like they're not just walking out the front door no they're going through the woods yeah like literally hitchhiking yeah, and yeah. Then also like i i i love uh the I mean it's it's brief but it's there and I appreciate that it's there the 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 conversation about like you know Adam uh being Mm two-spirit and like how you know there was like no issue um with with him uh until his dad converted to Christianity um and I think that that's such a a very like common thing um for native and indigenous people where you know they had so many different practices and and beliefs and then sadly <laughs> and listen listen i'm not i'm not i'm not shaming christians um but merely merely the the extremism right <laughs> uh, that that can sometimes come from it where uh you know, forcing people to to live a certain way. Um, I think that that it's so nice to see um, in in a production like this, because um, easily, like Adam could have just been like, "Yeah, like I'm two spirit, and that's it." Right? No, but, yeah. Like, there's there's like little things that like contribute to his identity mm-hmm. um, as. Uh, a Lakota person uh like his hair right like the fact that his hair was cut um yeah was so just it was disrespectful on on many levels right him as a, a Lakota person to just him as just a person in general like that it's so disrespectful and like the assumption that like you know, again, it, he's never, like, very open about, like, his sexuality, but it's the fact that, you know, she cuts his hair, Leah cuts his hair, because she sees him as, like, effeminate, right, as gay, yeah. with his hair in his face, and so it's, like, there's so many layers there, and I appreciate that it's there to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, it, like again, like, I, I think that if this were made by anyone else it just would have been like a casual like yeah i'm two spirit like yeah i have a feeling like the fact that desiree who's like once queer her parents are immigrants of and like Mm. she i think she was born also over there i don't remember um so she's not like she identifies as american but like she grew up in another culture and like 
I think mm-hmm. that helps a lot inform this movie. Yeah. And like like there's just a lot of care with yeah. these characters. Yeah. So like um, and like a lot of queer people in this movie too. Like mm-hmm. a lot of queer care like queer actors. And I'm like, that's great. Like you don't need to be queer to play queer. Yeah. But like I feel like a film like this, you needed it. Mm-hmm. Just because of the subject matter, like Yeah. But just he, just some extra care to go along with this, yeah. And the fact that this movie made me hate John Gallagher, how did <laughs> That's my man. I love him. And this movie, I was like, and I, they kind of imply that he's a nice one, but I'm like, still a piece of shit. Yeah, because like he has that breakdown after this. Yeah, after Mark. Home. Yeah, but yeah. even then, like, like you still yeah. caused all of this. Mm-hmm. like you still you still are very much so like the reason any of us are here um but like it, it's just it's a it's such a nice reminder that like he he still feels bad like he absolutely feels bad about this yeah do but I feel like, bad for him? No. Exactly. It, it, it's that, it's, it's that, that good balance of like, he's realizing that he's done horrible things, mm-hmm. but that does not make him a good person. Yeah, realizing? No. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. a lot of like people forget that when we talk about like horrible characters. And I'm going to bring this mm-hmm. back to, because everyone's talking about euphoria right now, Tony oh, Jacobs. God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and okay, so that's the whole thing, right? People are like, "Oh, mm-hmm. they're excusing like what he's doing, and like he he's trying." Yeah. Like you can see that his dad fucked him up. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Does not change yeah. the fact that he's a horrible human being who's traumatizing mm-hmm. people. And yeah, he has actively one... choosing exactly, and yeah, he has one good moment. Yes, his backstory is tragic. Yeah, does not matter. He's still a horrible person, and mm-hmm. unless he he's starts, choosing to do these exactly un, un, until he decides to do something about it and start trying to, uh, actively to fix what he's done, does not yes. matter. He's still horrible, and I think that's the thing with that character is that they're showing oh he realizes, but mm-hmm. she doesn't. Desiree doesn't try to make us forgive him for what he's done. But he has this epiphany and then we can decide Mm -hmm. in our own head after the movie is he going to try and for like change or is he going to be stuck in this well what I'm doing is horrible but I also believe that what I'm doing is right. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's a good like she doesn't make us forgive him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Uh, true for a lot of people where like you, you get abused and you don't have to forgive your abusers. Mm-hmm. like even if they feel bad about it at some point <laughs> yeah absolutely I was gonna say that like this this film does a really good job of bringing up so many different like varying subjects for queer people right like mm-hmm. our relationship to religion mm-hmm. um you know the sort of uh vitriol that we receive from people in our lives sometimes Mm -hmm. who don't understand or who like use religion to as an excuse to as an excuse to be terrible to us right um and like 
like us on our own just trying to like figure out our identities um you know it, it does such a good job um in doing those things and like with so much care um and and I think that's why like it's it's probably going to be very hard to find other f- like films that touch on conversion therapy um in a way that's not purely like violent you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like what like what I love about this movie is that it like it shows how horrible it is, but there's hope. And I think that's yeah, that's for us all we like when you're queer and like going through all that crap, even if you have supporting a supporting family, mm. you still have to find that hope in like, well, yes, my family supports me, but I still have to come out every time I meet someone new. Yeah. I still have to justify my rights in terms of like, well, I want to get married. Well, you can't in this place. You can't here. Oh, going mm-hmm. there when you travel. Oh, well, I have to be careful where I choose to travel. Yeah. And we have to find that hope. And I think that's what that movie's saying. Like, there's hope in all of this. Even in yeah. the most horrible place, you can find your people. Mm-hmm. You can find this found family that you need. Yeah. and then there's and that's beautiful there. yeah i love it like it's a hard movie to watch but the ending is like this mm-hmm. the, the whole time you hold your breath in that movie and you're like holy fuck and then at the end you can yeah. finally breathe and be like oh and then it's great filmmaking because those characters cannot breathe until they leave that place like yeah yeah like literally seeing them like change into like regular clothes, regular clothes right? yeah. and like get in yeah. that pickup truck where they for the first time they kind of seen at peace and like we've seen them a bit at peace when they go smoke but even then they're still like on their the heel because like they can be dis- yeah. yeah they can still be discovered at any point mm-hmm. yeah so like finally like them just you like you see them smiling of course throughout the film the three of them together but it's like right? forced but yeah it's forced it's on edge um but like once they're in the truck and like you mm-hmm. see them like as the truck keeps going they're relaxing you they're see like them, we're free. they're relaxing yeah. yeah and and i love that so she holds much. that shot so long choice. too yeah it, like, it's, it's purposeful it's yeah, purposeful yeah i love that movie yeah it's and it's such a great movie it's like i was like for a lot of people that was their first movie they saw sasha in it wasn't for me american honey was and like i became obsessed oh my god with her. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like i became obsessed with her and like she was my entry point for that movie because as much as i love chloe mm-hmm. i didn't actively yeah. go look for her movies mm-hmm. um but Sasha was like, oh, she's so good. And, like, that was when, like, at that year, she had, like, three movies coming out. Yeah. And, like, she was kind of becoming this indie darling. Mm-hmm. And, I, honestly, she still kind of is. Um, yeah, she doesn't Motherhood do is, is keeping her busy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, well, but... she's coming into a TV show. So I'm like, it's okay. I'll get that TV yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I... I, I think that I think that this is like a film that yeah in 2018 Sasha Lane had four movies coming out god so she had Miss Education Hearts Beat Loud 
Then she yeah. had a short film called Shrimp. And then she had After mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Like, that's insane in one year. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Like, she hasn't done a lot, but, like, when I see her, I'm like, oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like when you hear her name, you know her. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. God. God. What a a film. What a film. Yeah. It's like one of those that like, I don't rewatch it a lot just because how heavy it is. But like, it still has a really dear place in my heart just because like, Mm -hmm. I just love it. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, it's like. You know, you can watch, like, you know, um, because I'm a cheerleader, like, several times, because it's, like, it's, it's very light. silly. Yeah, It's exactly. very silly. It's very light. Um, whereas, like, with this, you have to, like, you, act, like, actually have to, like, You have to be in a mood. In a, you have to be in a, a mood. mood to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, like, super traumatizing. No, it's not. Uh, but it's also, like... In the- there's some stuff like in there that like triggers me and I'm like yeah well, am I in the right space of mind to be triggered today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like especially towards the end you know yeah um, yeah but it's def- it's definitely worth the watch it's definitely worth the watch Yeah. Do you do you have any fun facts for this movie? Ooh. I, feel like, I look I feel at like the I usually have a lot, but like this one I was reading them and I was like, these are not fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like eh, update your trivia, people. Mm. Um they're like I mean it's a I don't know, like it, it's also like it didn't do well in theaters, right? Yeah. But, like, that movie did really well in terms of, like, film festival. Like, it won. Yeah. It fucking, like, over movies like 8th grade, Sorry to Bother Your Blind Spotting, Mm. like, Wildlife, Blaze, Monsters and Men. Like, it's insane. Um, But it made no money because, honestly, like, that is shocking. How many theaters do you think it was released in? Uh... Maybe I don't even know. I I can't even give you an answer. Eighty five theaters in North America. Eighty five. That, that is fucking insane. <laughs> Eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. We're like it's wow. so like what? What? <laughs> and that's wild because like. It it's it's scored really decently. Like it's, yeah, it's no, really, it did really so well at film festival and everything. And yet, I don't know who distributed this movie, but like, damn, put money in it. Like, yeah. And so like you're like, oh, it did not make money. Well, of course, eighty five theaters. <laughs> <laughs> like I can imagine it. Like it barely like made up for its budget probably of all the fun facts okay so there is one two three four five six seven eight nine 11, 12 fun facts on imdb right 
None mm. of them are good. The only one that I'm like, ah, eh, it's fine, is Adam refers to Dr. Lydia Marsh as being like the mother from Carrie. Chloe pl- starred in the remake of Carrie. <laughs> that is the only thing. Like, that tells you how horrible the others are. Oh my god. I, oh god. Okay. Give me, uh, give me one. Give me one. Like, look, they're trivia. Was mm. named one of the 40 best film of 2018 by Sight and Sound. How is that a trivia? <laughs> Based on the book by the same name. <laughs> That's not a trivia. Oh my god. Oh my god. The only other one that I was like, ah, okay, is this is a second film in which John Gallagher Jr. plays a character who operates a facility for troubled youth. That's true. That's because true. He did it, in, and then it's much longer. The first one was short term yeah. 12, where Gallagher's character mm-hmm. ran a group home for troubled te- teenagers with his girlfriend, played by Brie Larson. In this, however, he runs a gay conversion therapy center for teenagers with his sister. And then, wait, the trivia's not done. Both Larson oh and Chloe Grace Moraes, who plays in this film, appeared in superhero films. Larson appeared as Carol Danvers <laughs> in the school, where Moritz played Hit Girl what? in Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. I, I appreciate them deciding that that was important. It starts about John Gallagher and then it becomes about Brie Larson somehow. <laughs> like, okay, all right, like, thanks, thanks for that tidbit. It's so funny. Um, wow, wow. Like those wow. trivia's are wow. bad. They're bad. They're bad. Uh, but hopefully, uh what we're talking about next episode doesn't have bad trivia oh no that oh let me go check already it's probably full of trivia i have Uh, trivia that i know on top of my head for that show (laughs) you look that up uh next week everyone we will be going down the long uh and exhausting road that is pretty low liars yeah um i listen uh we talked about this briefly before we started recording um but <laughs> i have such a love-hate relationship with that show Same. um and it's th- this episode is gonna be a, a fun time that's 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 all i can really say it's gonna be a very fun time yeah and we'll have trivias because there's over a hundred <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> We're not gonna go through all of them. No, no, I'll choose the best one before we start recording. Yes. That's what I'm gonna do this week. Read trivia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Work, what is that? Oh god. Huh? Oh god. I'm scared. I'm terrified. But yeah, next week we're gonna be talking about real liars. Yep. Um Yep. And where can you find us? You can find us on Patreon and on Twitter, but is it gay pod, as well as our own respective twi- Twitter, where I am crying currently about Critical Role, while Chai is crying about Killing Eve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really our two moods right now. Me for with Critical yeah. Role and you with Killing Eve. And it's the fact that we like watch both, but like I know. We both like- and like we're just like two opposite of the spectrum right now. 
it's gonna be hell when Killing Eve comes back because I'm gonna be going through that and oh god <sighs> Legends of Vox Machina is ending this week and then Critical I Role know. is taking like the one week break at the end of the month and then the Killing Eve is coming I'm like too much for me like my heart cannot yeah uh, so if, if you all would like to see us going through our make fools of ourselves <laughs> weekly daily uh, hourly uh, yeah, yeah yeah basically basically follow <laughs> us and then we'll Go see you guys us. next week bye bye <laughs>